This is the Final Fix Podcast. This is just real people having real conversations surrounding substance abuse and the way addiction impacts communities. We're three brothers who have experienced addiction through a family member. We each have unique perspectives to the same situation, and as we have healed through discussing, we want to share our experience and speak with others who have been affected by substance abuse. Our goal with this podcast is to spread awareness of the harm of substance abuse. To talk to real people about their experience and how they've healed and to learn more about the role that substance abuse plays in communities and families. We are not experts, just brothers who have had our own experiences around addiction and want to help others by facilitating conversations. Please be aware that some of these conversations may be difficult and triggering. Any episodes that feature adult content will be labeled as explicit and may not be appropriate for children. This is the Final Fix podcast. Our guest today is none other than our dad. To, I know we've talked about it before, Dominic's biological dad, but uh, a very big piece of our life for most of our lives uh, for Alex, Hannah, and I. Um, you know, I've told the story before, but I'll say it again. Um, one thing that, I mean, as an adult, I was standing there, we were having a party at your guys' house. And uh, somebody asked you how many kids you had, and you said four without missing a beat. And that was just like, I mean, I think I had had a couple drinks in me, but like hit an emotional spot where it's like, man, just this one of the greatest people in my life. And, you know, there's been a lot of times where I've been closer with you than I have anybody else. So we're, we're excited to have you on. I'll let you introduce yourself. Thank you, boys. I appreciate you guys having me in your podcast. I've been listening from the beginning. Uh, I mean, I just want to tell all of you, including my daughter, Hannah, that it's not uh, present, but uh, I'm proud of all of you. I mean, uh, you stuck it in there uh, and who you boys, all my kids have been uh, have become and are becoming is uh, another, another level, right? So uh, resiliency, you know, you guys have... Uh, just a tough, tough skin and tough emotional uh, setting about yourselves of each other, you know, for each other, for what you've been through with uh, with mom. You know what I mean? So, like I said, I've been in these boys' lives. Uh, Alex went since he was 11. Uh, Jordan since he was probably six. And my daughter, Hannah, since she was probably, we don't know yet. I think it was four or five she was. And then Dominic, you know, since he uh, he's, turn, he's about to turn 21, at the end, you know, at the, at the end of this year. So, but, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. The baby boy. So even though he's taller than me and taller than everybody else. So, he's but, bigger um, than, been bigger than most of us since he was 14. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and, uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm happy to be here. I'm just, just want to say I'm proud of all of you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank, thank you. I know Dominic was really excited for this episode. So if you want to start it off, Dom, feel free. Uh, my, I wanted to hit like a deep cut, but I mean, I know that you have a lot of experience, um, with, you know, addiction and stuff like that through the military. So if you want to, you know, touch on your past with the military, uh, kind of like who you are and how you, yeah, just touch on that. Okay. So, you know, being in the military for 21 years, um, and, I guess going back to my childhood, I've been around addiction. So in my family, there was alcohol, uh, you know, alcohol, alcohol, which is, you know, just uh, ranging alcoholic and 
being around there at the age of uh, probably seven and up, you know, seeing all those things. And then the military coming back from uh, Iraq the second time, seeing buddies, you know, just overdose. I mean, I popping pills like no other and uh, getting a text from one of my other buddies and say, saying, you know, they, you know, they found my rest in peace, you know, Brian Novak and Dom, you, you've met him, you know, you physically met him, you know, telling me that, you know, he overdosed. And I, I don't, like I said, I don't know any of about, about that. I went through it with, you know, with Dominic's mom, with you boys's mom. Uh, and it, it was just, it, it was just killing me inside to see mostly Dominic because I was, he was living with me at that time. You know, all of you, including Hannah, were, were going through your own separate things with mom. But, <clears throat> but going back with what you were asking, Dom, uh, yes, I seen it in the military. Um, did I try to help? Yes. I mean, you saw me. Brian came over to the house. I just, you know, it was so many, you know, bottles of pills that they were just trying to, he was trying to cope the demons that he had. And at the end, you know, the demons won because, uh, you know, he passed. He, he committed suicide. So. I think that that's a pretty common thing. Like the, we talked about it with, um, I almost said, a name we we talked about it with an officer that is yet to be released uh, we've talked about it with another officer like there's such a big overlap between substance abuse and mental health and like that especially when we're looking at like in the service i mean you know alex i don't know how much of a taste you got for it when you were there but it's like everybody that you talk to is somehow messed up from something and is trying to cope the way that they can figure out how, and a lot of people, the easiest way is through substances. Like mm -hmm. it's, it's so fucking hard to get any sort of mental health help through the resources that are available. And there, there are some really good ones, but, um, you know, like everybody that we've talked to, the, the resources that are out there are not enough to handle the load of everybody coming to them. So, um, I, I mean, that's, trying to self-medicate is such a a big piece of it well it's ironic you asked me that and for some reason it just clicked in my mind when you asked me how much i had seen it we had three people commit suicide from leaving boot camp going to a school before they were even sent to their duty stations they're not even all the way in the military yet we had three people in those eight months seven eight months uh two of them two of them were pills so it's just like, I just, I don't know why I forgot about that, especially with everything we're talking about. But yeah, I just, it's, it's weird. Um, that I, I've always really wanted to ask you this, but how did you, you know, stay away from those demons? Um, especially, you know, ha having two tours, um, like what got you through it? You know, especially me being so young, uh, for both of them, like how, how did you get through it day to day? Like, how did you not get overwhelmed and even coming back uh, with an injury and stuff like that? Like what, what did it for you? Or, you know, like what helps you? Well, definitely uh, you boys, you, you three and Hannah, you know what I mean? That you were always on my mind. I mean, 
it was, um, it, don't get me wrong. <laughs> I had, I had demons too. So I, it comes back, it comes back to you after I was not in a good shape, uh, about probably eight years ago. Um, when I started having nightmares of what I saw back in 2003 and stuff like that. Uh, so I wasn't, uh, mentally there per se. And you boys know me, like, I mean, I, I can hide things very well, you know, I can, you know, I'm like, Oh, everything's great. Everything's perfect, you know, good or whatever else. <laughs> right. But what, what got me going, my, my, job over there was to keep people alive okay i mean i was a section sergeant you know i was in charge of freaking 30 plus soldiers plus you know uh 30 other civilians that we were doing convoy operations so my mind was not on you know um <laughs> just trying to keep everybody else alive you know what i'm saying besides myself they had to come home that was my job back the second time i went around you know but then, uh, like I said, you, all my kids were on my mind, you know, coming, trying to come back to you, you know, to you, you know what I mean? So, um, but yeah, I mean, I guess I'm strong headed. I've always been strong headed. Uh, I, but don't get me wrong. I had to go talk to, um, other, other veterans, you know, uh, cause they know how, how it was over there, you know? We had a structure. We had, we, we did what we had to do to keep alive, do our mission. And that was that, you know, uh, and then coming back, it was just a different situation because, you know, I came back a little angry. So, but that's a different thing anyway. Yeah. You often see people that, you know, I have, I have one troop. I got home with eight, nine months ago and I have one of my troops this weekend volunteered to go on the next round out and she was miserable the whole time we were there. Uh, this is more mental health than substance abuse, but, um, like the, the, you said it like the mission, like knowing what you're doing, why you're doing what you're doing. Um, so many people come home and they don't have that or that's not the same. Um, so I think, and I think that is one of those contributors to people again, looking for some sort of band aid or self healing, self coping, you know, whatever. Yeah. It's weird because yeah. you guys talk about the military and I was in for a short amount of time and but that was one of the things I noticed when I got my freedom back after boot camp. I didn't have to think about when I ate, what I was doing, when I could go to the bathroom, you know, for ten weeks and then you just get your freedom, you're like, Well, I don't know what to do. Right. So I can imagine when somebody goes to war and they're there for months or years. And they have every day, their whole goal is to just stay alive. And then they get home where they're safe, you know, and it's like, well, what do, what do I do? <laughs> well, you know, well, that's the thing, right? You come back and you think you're safe, but mm -hmm. then, then you get, you come back to, uh, different aspects of life. You know, you think it is going to be the same, but everything, it's not like you changed, you know what I'm saying? I changed when I came back, you know, I was angry when I came back because I had zero tolerance for stupidity. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I mean, it, it was just like, cause I had a 
for a year or a year and a half or whatever, I had a structure, what I needed to do every day. But then I come here and then we got, I got stupid people, you know, I have to deal with and all that. So, you know, I, I was like trying to cope with that. And then I used to get angry and stuff like that. But then talking to other, other, other veterans and stuff like that, that, that helped me out. I, I never, ever in my mind due to the fact that I was always around uh, people that were doing, you know, uh, drugs, doing popping pills. Uh, I had one time in my lifetime, and I think I, I told you boys one time, um, partying or whatever when I was younger, I had cocaine. You know, somebody gave me cocaine on my uh, thing, and it, I looked at it, and I wanted to do it. I wanted to try it because still, I haven't, still haven't done, you know, weed or, you know, or taken, uh, what's it <laughs> called, um, edibles or whatever. But it, I wanted to do it, but my body for some reason said no, and my mind said yes or whatever, and I didn't do it. I didn't do it. I, I, and then going back to, you know, uh, Brian, when that happened, like you said, Alex, you go to war, you have to, but you come back, you're in a safe place, but you really are not in a safe place because you didn't cope with the, to me, I think it's demons. You know, we all have demons that we have to control, right? And with, with uh, you know, with Brian, I thought he did. I thought he controlled it, but that wasn't the case, you know? So. Do you feel like coming back um, from either tour outside of your, you know, immediate friend group or other veterans <clears throat> or stuff like that, do you feel like you had the support um, from the military in general, you know? Like, do you feel like they took, or you had like the proper resources to go to counseling or anything like that because i mean they gotta i mean you know soldiers commit suicide all the time popping pills all the time like it's such a common thing like do you feel like you had the resources to get through that uh me personally i i do not know i have a group type of veteran friends we are always in contact i have you know dom like you know derek or eric you know jay you know, I always speak to them. I always, you know, call or text and say, hey, how's everything? How are you doing? How's everything? So I haven't had a group tied of friends since 2003, since the first time I went. And we're still in talking, you know, messaging each other and stuff like that. So um, I think the, the per se, the VA, you know, and, and I don't think they were ready for the how many people were going to suffer from what happened in 03 all the way to when we got out, you know, from Afghanistan and recently in 2000 and what was it? 2018, 2019, something like that. Yeah, so we, um, yeah, right. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So I don't think, I don't think that whole time, you know, they weren't ready for us to say like, I can't compare Vietnam with Iraq. You know what I mean? Two different wars, two different things. To me, uh, Vietnam was when I talked to, you know, those veterans or whatever, they had it worse than me. They had it, you know, they had it worse than me, you know? But now going back to Iraq, uh, I don't think they, we, they were, the government was prepared for so many people to say, I have a problem. I need help, you know? And then they just said, oh, well, 
take these pills, you know, this will help you, you know, and, and, and I know that because Brian told me that he goes, no, bro, I'm taking all these. I'm like, what do you mean? For what? Why are you taking five pills for, for you know, mental, <laughs> you know, because yeah. I, I, I just, I was just trying to talk to him. I was trying to, you know, so, but yeah. What's the problem with those pills? It's like, okay, the first pill helps you calm the voices in your mind, but it keeps you up all night. So the second pill helps you sleep at night, but the pill that helps <laughs> you sleep at night gives you nightmares. So here, take this pill to not have nightmare. It's just like, it never ends. <laughs> yeah. No, literally. I guess like thinking back to when I started to, and I get like, I was the only one that wasn't living there all the time. When I remember went to the condo, that I started noticing the drinking, like that it became a, a thing in my mind that like, cause I, I came out there when Alex joined the Navy and I was working at Alfie's and then at the skate deck and I would, um, come home a little bit later and almost every night I feel like mom was passed out on the couch, like from drinking. Um, but her wine, yeah, the, the white Zen breath. Yeah, yes. I don't know what, I guess that was when I started to notice that that there was something up from the outside, though, because you guys had split already at that point, right? And so, yeah. yeah. I was just going to say, was, was there ever, when did you start to notice like something was going on, like that she wasn't the same, you know, you were her spouse. So like, Well, right, so... So during when mom and I were together and don't get me wrong, we had some great times because we weren't, we wouldn't be together. We didn't have great times. Right. It was pretty much the 10 year mark. And, uh, like I told you boys, I mean, it was that, uh, just like the song, right. That lost in feeling we, we lost it. We love that love and feeling was gone. Uh, when I came back the second time, you know, I came back to an empty house. So, um, and, uh, we got, try to get back together and it wasn't cause of, I didn't do it cause of, of, of her and I, I did it cause of the kids. I, I did it cause of you kids, you know what I mean? And, that, and is that selfish of me? Yes, it is. Totally. Totally. I should have never done that. Anyway, when things, I knew something was up when she got together with, uh, her boyfriend, uh, her boyfriend. When uh, you guys were living together with uh, Alex and Dom and Hannah, and then yeah. uh, okay, and then yeah. and then I get a, you know I get a call. I was in Yakima. I was on training or whatever, and there was something going on. Nothing good was good. You guys had to move out. So when I came back, and then I saw her physically, I was like, "What is going on?" So I had a vision of mom. Right. There was a vision like you guys had a vision of her that that was Diana. Diana is a strong person. She freaking took care of everything. I mean, she I went to Iraq. She took care of me when I got hurt. You know, I went back the second time. She took care of things at home, you know, so um, she's she was the greatest mom I would ever, ever know. You know what I mean? So um, but. I knew things. I knew she was doing something. She, she, uh, you know, she, she never per se told me, yes, I'm doing this and I'm doing these things or whatever. It, it, and 
I knew at that time something was going on. Did did I tell her? Ask? I said, "Yeah, what's going on?" I always asked her, "What do you need? Do you need help? Do you, everything, you know?" And she goes, "Nope, everything's great. Everything's good, you know." Um, and um, during that time when she went uh, down to Kent and I had to take Dom to go see, you know, mom or whatever. I mean, it killed me. I mean, it, it freaking was killing me inside like no other. And I finally, I went and spoke to her, uh, one-on-one. Uh, and I said, um, you're, you're killing yourself slowly. Like I said, I I was in in tough times when, uh, Dominic wasn't, you know, your brother wasn't doing well in school. You know, he wasn't doing good in sports. Um, it it was hard. It was hard for me, uh, you know, being a single parent and all that good stuff. And yeah, I mean, thinking about your kids, making sure that they're good. It was hard, really hard. And to see mom, the way she was going to, it was even you know, worse, you know, thinking about how she was getting into those things, you know? Oh, I was just going to say, it's just, um, it, it just, uh, is, it's crazy because like you said earlier, you put on such a good front because at any time I know that I could call you and looking back, I, I almost feel selfish because I would call you a lot, not necessarily for certain things, but I would just I would call you and I would never ask how you're doing. And so I apologize. And I never asked how you were doing because, you know, you just put on such a good, good face that you just, and that's just the story of life with everybody. You just never know what someone else is going through, but I just feel like you hearing you say that. And I just feel bad because I don't know that I've ever asked like how you're doing. Like, you know, there's like, Oh, hi, how's, how's everything? You know, good. All right, cool. You move on. Like you never, but I never thought to ask you like, how, you know, are you good? You know? So Cause I know you were going through it just like we were and even more so because you were not just worrying about mom, but you had to worry about us. And so I just, yeah, I just never asked and I apologize because <laughs> I just never thought about that. But, but I think that's why we have the relationships that we have all, all you four kids and myself. Right. So, I mean, first and foremost, I will always be your dad. I always be your father figure or whatever. Right. Second thing, we all have, you guys are my best friends. I freaking, all of you. I mean, mm-hmm. we, <laughs> you guys have told me. Hannah talks to me like I was her brother, you know, like just, <laughs> you know, telling me things. That's my daughter, right? But I love it. And a lot of people have commented and told me, Stephen, you have such a great, you know, relationship with your kids. I don't know how you do it, how you, whatever, but it's it's awesome. And that's what I think has put me where I'm at, uh, today. Right. Um, with how, like I said, proud I am of all four of you and stuff like that. Um, but at the same time, uh, you know, going back to mom, you know, I'm, you know, I'm hoping she's doing great. I mean, I, I just pray for her. You know what I mean? I pray for her because, like I said, she's not a bad woman. It's just those stupid ass addictions, right? Addiction. You're addicted to something that is not good for you, you know? And, uh, you know, it, it takes a lot. It takes a lot to, to uh, you know, be strong and just say enough is enough. So, yeah. I want to ask, um, 
like after you had that one-on-one talk with her, like obviously there's a fine line between saying saying what you want to say and the relief that you get from saying what you want to say. And then especially in a situation like that, like the guilt that might ensue after or like the feelings that you have afterwards, um, how were you dealing with with the way that you were feeling with everything? Like, were you compartmentalizing or did you have like an outlet? Somebody, I mean. During that time, I didn't have, I didn't have anyone to, don't get me wrong. I mean, they, uh, people ask me, you know, they, uh, how, how's everything? How's Diana? How, how's, how's everything? Cause they knew, they knew yeah. how, when I talked to my military buddies and know, Hey, how's it going? You know, Derek is one of them, you know, he always asks, how's Dom, how's Diana, you know, and I told him, uh, did I say everything like specifically? No, not at all. You know? So, uh, it was really hard from the time that I I got out from, you know, in the military in 2016, uh, all the way, because I went from working, you know, at home and Dom was, I believe was still a sophomore going to a junior. He wasn't doing well. I had to move jobs to be closer with him, you know, and, and stuff like that. But that's what you do as a, you know, dad, you know, that you boys are fathers, you know, and, uh, you would do anything for your kid. Right. And, and then that's, that's what I, I did. You know, uh, Hannah was going through some things, you know, with, uh, her freaking, uh, relationship then dealing, you know, dealing with mom. So, um, like I said, like I told you kids, uh, me being, if I had a going, what well, I was going through with you, what you, all of you were going through, I don't know if I could be okay. I don't think I would be mentally good as a child, uh, you know, as, as a, I don't think I, I can do it. And like I said, I, my props to all of you, you know, I give my freaking, <laughs> I don't know how you all did it, but you you did it and you're doing it, you know? The jury's so, still out. I mean, we're still yeah. trying to figure out. <laughs> <laughs> so, still a little fucking ahead. So. Yeah. 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 Well, it's just, it's peaks and valleys, right? Like you, um, I, I think in this whole process of the podcast, I've thought about mom a lot more than I have in years. Um, but I still haven't brought myself to reach out to her because. I have my own personal views on it. We all handle things differently. And if she wants to reach out to me, I'll talk to her, but that's just my, my uh, feelings on it. But yeah, I mean, it's, I feel, I, I still, to this day, I say, I feel the worst for, you know, Dominic and Hannah, they were, I mean, Jordan was a teenager, but I was grown when it all started. So I, I, I feel, I feel like Dominic and Hannah kind of had it the worst and, you know, Jordan being so far away, he had it. We all feel like we had, you know, the, no one feels like no one, not one of us says, Oh, I had it the worst, right. Everyone else feels like the other people did. But um, I think that going back, I know that being the adult dad, you and I had a lot of conversations about mom, probably more honestly than you had yeah. conversations with Jordan or Hannah. Um, right. And it was always a struggle for me because I was like, 
she's doing drugs and you're like no i, I think she, i don't know we don't know that we don't know that we don't know that and i'm like right. no i think we know that and you're like no we don't know that and i'm like well just because right. she hasn't said it <laughs> just because she hasn't said it you know right. but um so right. you and i went back and forth a little bit on that and then there was um uh you know dominic I, wanting to tell dominic things and but not knowing and so we kind of held off and uh so I think that like we've talked about before, I just, I tried to help you as much as help Dominic. Cause I know you work nights for a while. So I was always like, Dominic, come stay at my house. Dominic, come, you know, come, come stay at my house this weekend. If you know dad's working, come over here. And, uh, so I just, did you, what were your thoughts on telling, telling Dom, like being a little bit more <laughs> open with him? I know that it's, it's. Yeah. Now that he's older, it's like I sh maybe I should have told him. Maybe I don't know. What are your thoughts? No, because well, because the vision of mom towards you guys, I wanted that vision. I didn't want the vision of mom to go away from you guys' heads, right? Mm -hmm. So especially Dom being right. the liberalist, right? So I, it, I I wasn't gonna go with it. Hey, your mom is doing this, this, this drugs, you know, she's whatever, you know, I, I did not ever to tell Dom that mom was bad or whatever else, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I was took him to see her and stuff like that. But when he finally, you know, cause Dominic finally spoke to her and just plain out freaking cry, cried. And, you know, we were, uh, I don't know. We, where we, where we were but he finally let it out you know and because he he was like okay this is real this is really happening and then freaking i was just you know this kid i think he was a sophomore or or going to be a junior or whatever but still 15 16 years old you know seeing your mom and you finally t telling her all this stuff it was killing me inside you know for 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 my son child to say this to his mom you know and, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, it was just a, I have, I had to be strong for, for him, you know, for Dominic, because mm -hmm. he needed to, because imagine if I left the picture or I went to do whatever, you know, be an addict on be an alcoholic or whatever. Right. And then now, you know, and I was like, no, I'm, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to be like. All right, let's do this together. I mean, you remember we went <laughs> I went to find mom everywhere. It was weird. I had to go I found her in another city. <laughs> I knew where she was for some odd reason. And no kidding, driving, there she is, right there. You know, yeah. in the corner of somewhere. And then I, I brought her back, you know, and and you know, to this day they you know, goes, why did you help her? Why did you help? Cause you know why? Because everybody needs I guess a second, third, fourth, fifth this sixth chance to be okay. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And then that's, that's, that's why, how, why I did it, you know, why I was trying to help mom, you know? Um, and the, at the same time, I had a vision of my, her, you know, mom, the way she was when I first met her. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and I, and then, and then that's what she didn't like. She didn't like when I told her, oh, why don't you go back to the Diana that you used to be? She goes, what are you talking about? What Diana that I used to be, you know, my vision of you, you know, strong, you know, happy doing things, whatever, you know, and uh, that's what I was trying to do, basically.
and try to do it for uh at that time for dom but for all your kids at the same time you know so another thing or i mean you just kind of touched on it but it seemed like you were her biggest fan through all of it you know like you were in this position where you know you were set up for failure like in a way yeah. you know, it's, a, it's a very yes. unfair situation to be in and you know you stayed 10 toes the whole way and so like what alex was saying you know i never really asked you how you were doing because i didn't even know how i was doing i didn't you know realize um it's not really a question but it's just like I said this in one of the last episodes we did, and I, I wanted everyone to know your personality, and I feel like you've summed it up pretty well, but you were just such like a loving, you know, caring individual, and I just want that to be shown and told, you know, 10 times over, because as your baby boy, you know, you're <laughs> a little tatas, whatever. Right, right, right. right. Um, <laughs> you know, I appreciate it through everything. I mean you did everything for me and i just i love you like i don't <laughs> thank you like really maybe we all appreciate so, so... you because i've never i think we've i think that your relationship with us what you talked about earlier i think it grew because there's no doubt in our any of our minds that you would ever say a bad word about our mom no matter what she puts you through no matter what there's not going to be an ill word, ill word spoken about her period. And it's just right. like the level of respect there is like, cause I've had some choice words about mom <laughs> and I know that I have said things to mom and I just know that you would never say them. So the respect level is just huge. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like I said, uh, the vision of the person that you saw and what they became due to an addiction is black and white, right? Day and night. Um, and you try to help. Was an was I an enabler? Yes, I was. Because, like Dom said, I was, I was, I was failing. You know, to how to help her. You know, was I helping her by giving her cash or buying her this or whatever? No, I was not. I was not. Well, I mean. Oh. There's no clear rule book on how to be the ex-spouse of an addict or how to be the child of an addict. Like, right. what, the, I think something you had said just just a minute ago um, about having that second, third, fourth, fifth chance is something that reminds me of what Cherie said. Like, you can't get sober if you're dead. So, like, you gave her an opportunity to, like, yeah, she still continued to fuck up, but, like, this point whatever she is now but like she did get sober she did get better she did you know progress to you know still not great but you know if you wouldn't have been there what would have happened like we don't know yeah you might it might have been and seemed like enabling and and but doing what you did may have kept her alive and but no one will ever know so Right. Right. I mean, I mean, I mean, you're only as strong as you want to be. Right. Nobody is going to change you. My son, Dominic says, and he he said that like two years ago, dad, people don't change. They don't change. (laughs) You know, 
People don't change. If they want to change, they're gonna change for themselves. And that, <laughs> that is the that is the, that is the honest truth. Because you can't make, you can't change someone. Someone want would want want to change for themselves if they really want to, right? Just because I'm your dad, I I don't have to change. You know what I mean? But if I want to change, I'm gonna do it for me because I love myself, right? And that's that's the, what you need. You know, you need to do, but. I think mom has a strong will, you know, um, you know, last time I saw her, you know, like was it a few months or no, long, longer than that, but she was working, you know, uh, she was, I told her, Hey, I'm proud of you, you know? Um, and, and that's about it. Was, was she looking the same? No, she would never look the same, you know? And, and does it kill me? Yeah. It kills me inside, you yeah. know? So, um, just cause she's a beautiful, beautiful person, you know, uh, look what four kids got her more beautiful kids, you know? Uh, and, uh, I mean, I think anyone that will say, yes, you know what, I'm going to change whatever for myself, but you know, for more f for my kids. Right. But it's. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, Alex. I don't know if I did the right thing. I don't know if it was because of me that she's alive. I don't know, but all I know is that you kids are 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 doing good, and that's what mattered to me, right? At the end, I mean, that you kids were good and doing this and opening up and talking about it. It's a huge step. It's huge because whatever happens in your childhood, it it follows you to your to your. Uh, adulthood and when you have kids it follows them so you you as as a person need to say i'm not going to be that person and my the way the the cycle goes right it's not going to come to my i'm not going to be that person and it's not going to go to my next generation you know because the honest truth yes if you don't need never if you didn't have a good childhood which thank god i've had a good childhood I am who I am because of my mother and I am who I am because I raised you four kids and, you know, and stuff like that. And, you know, you know, you're going to have another little, little brother. So, you know, so, <laughs> so, you know, so, yeah, but if you haven't announced that was your public proclamation, that <laughs> yeah. you just need to have another kid and collect yep. social security before they graduate. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'm excited. I'm no, excited for you. Yeah, no, it, it's funny as it is. Like, it, I'm so excited for you. I feel like this is such a good, like, fresh start for you. And, you know, you seem so happy. Yeah. Um, you deserve well, it. Yeah. Thank you. You know, thank you, boys. I, I appreciate that. But you remember, I remember after mom, I really didn't have a good, <laughs> per se steady relationship like you know what i mean i mean i mean dom went through it and to you know and then so i had going back you know because i love myself so much i had to stop and look at myself in the mirror and, in the mirror and say what am i doing wrong as a man right i didn't blame anybody else by myself what am i doing wrong that i can't keep you know a a partner, you know, or I can't keep, you know, a marriage or whatever. So, um, it, it, and two and a half years later, I found my person. I'm about to have another kid, you know, you guys, his little brother, and I'm happy. I mean, everything is going well for me, but like I said, it took a lot for me to just, you know, cause none of us are perfect, right? 
but we can definitely get to that perfectionist perfection if we really want to. So, and that's when it, it took, you know, all that to say, to tell myself, what the hell's wrong with you, Steven? All right, take your head out of your ass and, you know, <laughs> so, and, and, and do things right, you know? So, yeah, I mean, yeah. We've gone back to it a few times, like the, you being the steady, consistent, like never a bad thing, always smile on your face, always doing good. And it's like, like always, we always thought you were great. Like you were doing great. And then, but now like seeing the true happiness, like to me, it, I think it's, it's fucking awesome. Like, yeah, I, mean, you know, yeah, I feel like we grew up, I feel like we grew up together. Like, <laughs> like literally, I feel like we went through steps at, at the same time, you know, like when you were working nights, like, I feel like I could tell that you felt like you were stuck. Like everything was like stacked against you. You know, I definitely did not help in that. <laughs> I'm guilty of that. Um, but you know, I'm, you know, 13, 14 in high school, right. skipping school all the time. I'm not happy. I'm not, you know, I'm not that vision of what everyone saw me as before, you know, and I just feel like you evolved so well, like you adapted so well into taking care of me that I just have to give you your kudos, you know, like I couldn't have done it without you. Like I wouldn't be, you know, who I am without you. So, right. Yes, and I appreciate that. But at the same time, you did have support of your brothers, right? So, oh. Jordan, Jordan, Jordan is your financial helper. <laughs> your, you know, and, and stuff like that. Alex, Alex I'm tells you what the hours. Yeah. <laughs> so Alex is another one. You know, I, I mean, you talk to Hannah. You know, different different thing right there. But I had to, you know, have the the concrete, right? It had to be there. I had to make sure that, that the house was not around you was not going to fall over. Cause I mean, if I gave up, gave up on you and said, I Dom, I can't, I can't take care of you. I can't, you know, that what kind of father would I be? Right. Cause uh, remember, <laughs> I don't know if you guys, you boys knew this. So <laughs> when Dom was, when mom was pregnant with Dominic I didn't, I didn't know that, I, you know, could have kids for the longest time for, you know, I was in the military and I was with the same person. And I was like, man, I don't think I can have kids. I'm shooting blanks. Right. So, <laughs> and then mom comes and uh, I'm pregnant and I was like, whose kid is it? It's not, is it mine? <laughs> <laughs> Freaking kill, you know, kill me, you know? So, and I can't not say Dominic's not my son because Oh, he is. So I know. So, but, and then, uh, but yeah, I mean, it was just, uh, I knew going into the relationship I had with mom, I knew I was going to have three of my own kids, you know, Alex, Jordan, and Hannah. Cause when, when I met Hannah in her little white dress, you know, you know, there, and then Jordan coming into my freaking uh, dodging trepid listening to biggie <laughs> you know big and smalls you know yeah. so <laughs> going to go get mcdonald's and then you know alex was just a little bit there because you know he was 11 you know he was like who the who the fuck is this guy yeah. you know what i mean coming into my house or whatever you know so but you know, look at us now you know so 
for Mama, freaking. Mama always told me the story that when you and and I kind of remember it. And I, now that I have you, I want to validate this. Did I really shut the door in your face the first day that you went to pick up mom for a date? I think you did. Yeah, I think because <laughs> mom told me like she laughed about it, you know, yeah. before the addiction and all this stuff, uh, jokingly that the first date or whatever you came on hall the apartment on Holly, and uh, yeah. you came to pick her up, and I opened the door, and you like introduced yourself and asked for mom and i think she's like yeah you just shut the door in his face <laughs> and i was like i don't know i, don't remember. I mean i kind of yeah. i actually don't remember you doing that but if you did you probably did not shut the door and yeah. say yeah so mom or you just say, yeah just like yeah you know so that's about it but yeah like like i said i i, can, I would never change uh i can never change anything i would do it all over again all over again with you kids you know, and then, like I said, I am, I'm going to say it again and I'm going to say it again until I pass away or whatever that I'm proud of all of you, what you are, what you become, what you're becoming and what you're going to be bringing to the table for your own kids. You know what I mean? Dom, not yet. So yeah. wait another 10 years. <laughs> Don't even think about it. So, yeah. you know, so, but well, yeah. Cause you're having a boy, Hannah's having a boy and I'm having a boy. Like, yeah, all, exactly. Like, Two yep. and a half month period. Yep, it's it's crazy. Everything happens for a reason, right? And I get to be so, the uncle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Dominic, you still got still got some time. Get in there. No, nope. Dominic, no, no, no. I don't want. I don't. Now that I'm having he, a brother, I don't even have to have kids. <laughs> right? Exactly. Just wait until he graduates high school. So, um, one thing I wanted to say is that I'm happy that you're taking care of you now. You know, uh, I, I can't stress that enough. I feel like you've been holding the fort down for the last, you know, more than 20 years for all of us, you know, mom included. And I'm glad that, you know, you get to focus on yourself and, you know, starting this new chapter of your life. Uh, well, I mean, you got married again. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's a <laughs> right. big deal. Right. Uh, but yeah, I just, I feel like I'm so happy for you. It's like, you're my kid. <laughs> like, I'm like, <laughs> it's like, I'm right. seeing, I'm seeing yeah. you in front of yeah. my eyes. It's, it's, yeah. like, it's just amazing. Like, I feel like we've come so far, like all of us. Uh, like, man, if you told me where we'd all be at, you know, six, five, six years ago, I'd you're tripping you know like no way like no way we're all actually doing good like there's no shot uh i don't know i just it's crazy to me it's crazy to me that we've come this far and to anyone listening it's possible i mean we <sighs> we're starting from a we start we started this podcast from a, a relatively good place but like dom said five six years ago i mean I don't know. I mean, we were all, we've all been a close family, but we all had our demons, right? And and we've all grown and just shows that it's possible. I mean, it's it's an everyday, everyday, never goes away, but it's possible. Yeah, no. It, it is, yeah, it is, it is possible. Like I said, if you love yourself enough to change for yourself, everything else around you will change for, for better. Right. So, I mean, I mean, that's all it takes is just for you to reach out and you can't do it by yourself. Definitely not. But just reach out and say, I love myself this much that I'm going to change for me. And then everybody else around me 
uh, or will get better or the situations will get better. So do you have any books or anything that you've read about this, like uh, mental health or anything like that that's helped you? Me personally, like I said, I think my book has been my life with you kids. Mm -hmm. My own, you know, personal book. Do I like reading books? No, I don't. I hate them. I don't <laughs> like reading books. I think I read one book in, in Iraq and it was about uh, something about this guy in Oregon talking about God. And there was two books. And I only read one of them. I still need to read the part two of it. <laughs> so, but, but the big, the it biggest thing, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the biggest thing is for me that got me where I'm at now and, and like I said, to see you kids grown and my daughter grown and, you know, you're still going through it. You know, like you just said, Alex, in the beginning, all of you are going through what you're going through individually, you know, with mom, with, with coping with what she went through, what she's going through. And I really, 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 really hope she reaches out to each one of you in, in whatever way and stuff like that. So you can, you know, be your soul and her soul can be good to go. Right there, that, that those things are like calm and say, you know what, I'm calm and I forgive you and let's, let's go on with life. You know what I mean? Um, I just, you know, whoever's listening, just like I said, love yourself first, uh, ask for help. And everything else around you will change, you know, for the better. The ones that love, really love you will be there for you and they won't judge you. I have, like I said, a good uh, pack of uh, veterans, military uh, buddies, good friends. I have my family. I have you boys. You know, I can talk to any of you and, you know, we're not going to judge each other. We just say how it is, black and white. You know what I mean? Doesn't matter. So, um is it going to hurt? Yes. Is it going to get better? Most definitely. You know, that's the way, that's the way life is, you know. If you or anyone you know are struggling with addiction, please reach out to the National Substance Abuse Hotline at 1-800-662-4357 for additional help. And remember, you're not alone.